Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. Parking at SFO is easy when you book online. You can choose dates and times in advance and secure the best rates to make your departure stress-free. Learn more at flysfo.com parking. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions, online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. From KQED. So today is June 19th, but more importantly... It's Juneteenth, a day that commemorates the end of slavery in the United States. In San Francisco, a city that has seen its African-American population shrink, there's this one woman who's been instrumental in keeping that celebration running. I mean, the Juneteenth Festival wouldn't have even happened all of those years, all of those years, had it not been for Rachel Townsend. San Francisco named this year's Juneteenth Parade in honor of Rachel Townsend. There's even a building named after her. So today, we're going to talk about Rachel Townsend. Who was she? What did she mean to her community? And the struggle to keep a Black presence in San Francisco. I'm Devin Kadiyama. Welcome to the Bay. When you walk into the African-American art and culture complex in the Fillmore District, there's a table to honor black activists in San Francisco. The biggest picture is right in the center, and it's of Rachel Townsend, who died last year at 38. Yeah, the sign here says, this is sacred space to honor the beloved members of our community who have crossed over. We're here to meet one of the board members of the art and culture complex. We're going to two? Yeah, three. three. I'm Reverend Arnold Townsend. And I've been living in San Francisco for, I think, about 52 years this September. Reverend Arnold Townsend is Rachel Townsend's dad. Rachel was magnificent. Rachel Townsend was a well-known leader in San Francisco's Black community. She was known for political organizing, backing Black candidates in local races. But she was most well-known for organizing one of the largest gatherings of African Americans in California, San Francisco's annual Juneteenth celebrations. Rachel was born in November 6th, 1979. Grew up in Oakland, went to Oakland schools. Rachel was a real strong kid, in many ways, a leader. Rachel kind of ran things. Even as a kid? Oh God, because her siblings were older, they started getting married and having children. So Rachel was like the built-in babysitter. So all of her nieces and nephews and great-nieces and nephews were extremely close to Rachel. So, so, Rachel, so Rachel's like the cool auntie, cool. She cool and she's running the show. She's yes. pretty young. So how does she develop into this kind of activist? Well, her mother and her father, poor kid, didn't have a choice. I tried to get her to make another decision. You don't want to go into this because, one, you ain't never going to have no money. You're going to live fairly frugally. But, it, it, you know, that and her heart didn't give her much choice. She had a huge heart. We're walking down Powell Street once, and we're, she's about five or six. 
We're getting near the cable car turnaround and one of the homeless folk was begging and I kept walking. We got a little further past him and Rachel said, Dad, what did that man ask you? I said, he asked me for some money. She said, why? And I explained that sometimes people in this society don't have money, they don't have a job, and they need to buy food or whatever. And she looked at me and said, well, why didn't we give him any? <sighs> okay. And I got $5 and gave it to her. And the next thing I know, she's in deep conversation. That was who she was all her life. Rachel's activism began at an early age. Reverend Townsend says she attended her first Juneteenth festival at just three years old. As she grew older, the city started changing around her. In the 1980s, San Francisco's black population continued to drop. And by the 1990s, there were new houses built at higher prices in the historically African-American Fillmore district. When you think about the San Francisco that Rachel was born into and some of the activism that was going on at the time, what was happening in the 1980s in the black community in San Francisco? Western Edition, Fillmore, the hate, those areas, uh, hate Fillmore, those were politically off the chain places. And so that's the mentality. And then she had a dad who had been active in the Black Student Union at San Francisco State, went to jail three times out there, got into very radical politics. And one of the things that people don't talk about, uh, they talk about the effects upon the LGBTQ community of, of the assassination of Harvey Milk, et cetera, but the assassination of George Moscone to the African-American community that had always had great support in this community and was seen as a friend to the community. I knew George well. I knew the conversations that we had after he got elected of, of calling up people like us that other politicians thought were way too radical to be fooling with and asking me, what do you want, man? What do you want to see? What do you need? And people still knew there was a need to make things happen. Urban renewal had started and it was well underway by the 80s. The core of San Francisco had been torn apart. The, the black business district, churches had either moved out of the community or they were relocating in the community. These things were going away. And, and the restaurants, that's what made San Francisco attractive. That's why it's so much easier now for young African-Americans to move out to Modesto and other places, because quite frankly, they have more of that in those places than we have here now. Reverend Townsend says his daughter started organizing the Juneteenth events with him in the 80s. She really started getting involved, though, when she was a teenager. Oh, she must have been about 15. And so at that time, she mainly was working with the uh, Juneteenth, the, the festival part of it. But then she started at the same time working with the parade. There were times when the Juneteenth celebration was in jeopardy. Reverend Townsend says one year, parade organizers got sick and money was tight. Rachel made sure the celebration happened, though. And Reverend Townsend says she's a big reason why Juneteenth survives. 
Rachel has always been the person, if she sees something undone or not being done correctly, she doesn't complain, she just gets in the middle of it. That's who she was. She was an organizer. Dr. Amos Brown, the president of the NAACP, told me that Rachel was very active campaigning for politicians, knocking on doors in San Francisco and in Oakland. She did a little bit of everything. One of the things that Rachel was most proud of is Rachel spent a lot of time here at the center and at church working with younger girls who didn't have their fathers in their lives. One of her things, she did a horseback outdoor program at that little ranch in Oakland one summer, bringing kids straight out the hood to work at the ranch. And they started this kid's rodeo team out of the city of Oakland. And I said, Rachel, what's up with this? She said, Pop, I just don't believe that you go take care of animals up here on the hill and then go down the flats and shoot somebody. She said, it just don't work like that. Rachel unexpectedly got sick in December of 2017. Reverend Townsend says she fought for a couple of weeks, but after the new year in January 2018, she died. Rachel Townsend was 38 years old. Last December, the city of San Francisco renamed an affordable housing complex in Western Addition after Rachel, honoring her activism and the work she did for the city's Juneteenth celebrations. This building is, is, is dedicated in honor of the late Rachel Townsend a community advocate, the daughter of Reverend Arnold Townsend, who is also an amazing community advocate, someone who worked her butt off for this community. I mean, the Juneteenth Festival wouldn't have even happened all of those years, all of those years, had it not been for Rachel Townsend. The work that she did to not only support the community, but when her father was sick, she was right there helping to care for him and looking out for him and others in this community. She was one of the sweetest persons you ever want to meet. And the only problem was she never said no to anybody. <laughs> she never said no. Can you do this, Rachel? Yes. Can you do this, Rachel? What time is it? Can you do this, Rachel? She was there for so many of us in this community, and it is such an honor to choose... Now Rachel's name is on the Juneteenth celebration in San Francisco. It's on this affordable housing building. What do you think it means to the city to put her name on that? That means even at this time when our population is dwindling and uh, it looks so hopeless, there'll always be a black presence. Some child is going to always ask, who was she? Who was Rachel Towns? And that's the importance of those kind of things. Uh, not so much to give honor to her, though I think she deserved it, but it's to mark that we were once here. There will always be, because of these kinds of things, a black presence in San Francisco. Reverend Townsend says at Rachel's memorial service last year, leaders in Oakland and in San Francisco both remembered Rachel as their daughter. Rachel was fully San Francisco, but she was also Oakland girl. To see a picture of Rachel and her father, Reverend Arnold Townsend, 
You can check out the link in our episode notes, or you can follow us on Twitter. We're at the Bay KQED, and you can catch all of our episodes on Spotify. I'm Devin Kadiyama. That's it for the Bay. Talk to you Friday. Hey, John Favreau here. There's no shortage of political takes in 2024, but quantity doesn't cut it. We need a better conversation about the latest biggest election of our lives. On Pod Save America, me and my co-host cut through the noise to help you figure out what matters and how you can help. Every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, Pod Save America is breaking down the political news that makes us laugh, cry, and snap our laptops in half. Expensive year for laptops. Make sure to check out new episodes of Pod Save America on your favorite podcast platform or our YouTube channel now. A young correctional officer. He said it was the most dangerous prison in California. Forced to make a choice. Fulfill his oath or back his fellow officers. Recognize the badge of my office. I'm Suki Lewis. From KQED Podcasts comes On Our Watch Season 2, New Folsom. A story about who gets hurt when the system that promises to keep us safe is bent on protecting itself. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts.